I'm sharing a message today that is connected to our season of prayer and fasting. And I believe it's something that if we get a hold of it, it will help us set up our year. And I'm talking about fasting with a purpose. I wish it was feasting with a purpose. I think that would excite us all a whole lot more. But it's tied to our theme for the year, which is God's declaration out of the prophet Joel, I will restore. I will restore the years that the locusts have eaten. And Joel opens his prophecy with a nation in total turmoil, where they have experienced wave after wave of destruction. And he says, give ear all inhabitants of the land. Has such a thing happened in your days or in the days of your fathers? And kind of as we look back, and I don't want to keep going over this, but 2020, for all of us, this has been a whole new thing that has gone on with this pandemic. But the nation of Israel at the time had experienced something that was just as startling and maybe even more impactful. And he says, has anybody ever heard of anything like this? In verse 4 of Joel chapter 1, he says, Swarm after swarm of locusts settled on the crops. When one swarm left, the next swarm devoured. And it's that whole sense of it's one thing after the other. And for some people, it's not just last year. For some, you might say, well, my last five years, my last 10 years have been this sense of one thing after another, after another, after another. But in the middle of this destruction, in the middle of this chaos, the prophet Joel declares the word of the Lord. And in Joel 2 verse 25, he says, I will restore to you. And yes, he's speaking to the nation, but he's speaking to individuals. I will restore to you. And I want you to get a hold of that word in your spirit for this year. It's our theme for the year. God says, I will restore to you. And it's not just what maybe was disturbed or lost last year, but stuff that for years ago, you go, I'm believing that God's going to restore things to me, to my life, to my family, to my business, to my circumstance. And then he also says, and I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. And God promises to restore the years of loss. But he calls us to activate that promise and that outpouring of his spirit by seeking his face with repentance, with prayer and with fasting. And I would guess those three words are not the most popular words for most believers. Repentance, prayer and fasting. And yet they are powerful. And repentance is just turning away from things and turning your face back to Jesus. Prayer is having that conversation of inviting God into your life, but also listening to what He has to say for you. And then this element that we add at the beginning of each year, and we do a few sessions through the year, of fasting. Joel says, in the midst of the destruction, before we come to the promise of I will restore and I will pour out my spirit, he says, announce a time of fasting. Call the people together for a solemn meeting. And so we're announcing a time of fasting. And the heart of this is captured in Joel 2, verse 12 and 13. 
Even now, declares the Lord, return to me with all your heart, with fasting and weeping and mourning. Rend your heart and not your garments. Return to the Lord your God, for he is gracious and compassionate, slow to anger and abounding in love. Even now, says the Lord, return to me with all your heart. And he says, and fasting is one way that you can do that, of just realigning your life, your priorities with God's priorities for your life. And fasting is that the whole thing of not just denying yourself, but saying, God, I want more of you, for he's gracious and compassionate, slow to anger and abounding in love. Again, there's another call. Blow the trumpet in Zion, Joel 2 verse 15. Declare a holy fast. Call a sacred assembly. Gather the people. And then immediately after that, he says, and I will restore to you and I will pour out my spirit upon you. Just for quickly some practical things as to different ways of fasting, because some of this may be new to you. And if you go to our church app, you'll find the outline of this message there. And I've added a little bit extra, just some practical things about fasting. And one of the principles with fasting, with purpose, not just fasting, but fasting with a purpose, is to resist the devil, to resist the world, and to resist the devil at the very point, the very thing that he used to ensure enslave humanity in sin. Now, let me just explain that. In Genesis 3 verse 6, when the woman saw the fruit of the tree was good for food, she took some and ate. She also gave some to her husband who was with her, and he ate. Now, there's more to the, the fall of humanity than just eating, and I don't have time to explore that. But I want you to catch as the enemy used the gate of food or the appetite for food as a way to gain access to Eve and then Adam's heart and to draw them away from God. And God says, if you will resist food for a period of time, you're actually resisting the enemy. You are making a declaration that your heart is ready to align with God. And so you can do a complete fast, but I would urge you, if you're considering that, make sure you get some medical advice and make sure it's a healthy thing for you to do. And in that kind of fast, you deny yourself food, but you can drink certain liquids and definitely lots of water. A partial fast is what most people do, and especially if we're going to do something for 21 days. That's what I'd encourage you to consider. This type of fasting is denying yourself certain foods. Some people say, I won't have any pleasant food. For some of us, all food's pleasant. But you know what I mean. Maybe it's taking meat out of your diet or something else like that. And or for others, it's abstaining from eating during the morning and the afternoon and only having an evening meal. Now, just one thing. You can't say you're fasting if it's during the period you're sleeping. It doesn't count. <laughs> Unless you're an avid sleepwalker and eater. And that kind of fasting is called the Daniel fast, and we'll touch on that in a moment. 
And then for those who maybe because of a lifestyle or a health issue, you can't mess around with your food or your diet and you need to be safe in this. But you can fast from TV from that period of time. So social media, what a blessing that could be. Just think. Sila, pause and think about that. But the whole focus of whatever you deny yourself during the season is not what you deny, but that you're actually focusing on God. You seek in His face. And that suppressing this appetite in whatever area it is, is to say, God, I want to be more hungry for you. Daniel, in Daniel 9 verse 3, he was a frequent faster. Then I set my face towards the Lord God to make requests by prayer and supplication with fasting, sackcloth and ashes. I think you can drop off the sackcloth and ashes thing because Jesus speaks to that in the New Testament. It says, wash your face, put on clean clothes and don't make it look like you're suffering while you're fasting. But we're talking about fasting with purpose and without a purpose attached to you, your fasting, it's actually not really fasting, it's just going hungry. And a fast will present certain challenges to each of us in how we restructure our week, our day, to accommodate this and use some of the time when we're not eating, where we would have normally been, to actually spend some time in God's presence. And so across all our social media platforms during this period, There'll be a daily post of what we praying about and fasting about that week. And we've divided it into three sections, national, uh, city, and then personal, and including family and all of that. And I'm not going to go into all that detail, but just giving you kind of a flow. There's a plan attached to this. I'm also highly recommending that if you haven't already or you don't already do so, you join us in our weekly devotional. This one will be running for 21 days. And it's just entitled Less of Me, More of Him. And it's a 21 day of prayer and fasting study by Jensen Franklin that you can get off the Bible app and all that information is available to you. But in Matthew chapter 6, verse 1 through 18, Jesus speaks to these three great topics of prayer, of giving, and of fasting. And it's not like an option to those who follow him. He doesn't say, if you give, if you pray, if you fast, do this, this, and this. He says, when you give, when you pray, and when you fast, And he calls us as his followers, as his disciples, to these three spiritual disciplines that should be woven into our lives of giving, of praying, and of fasting. And he calls them acts of righteousness. Now, they're not a means to make you righteous, but they are things that delight the heart of God. Your righteousness is based fully in the finished work of the Lord Jesus Christ on the cross. So I don't want to mix that up. But Jesus calls giving, praying, and fasting an act of righteousness. Matthew 6 verse 1, Be careful not to do your acts of righteousness in front of others to be seen by them. If you do, you will have no reward from my Father in heaven. And I want you to notice something. He promises reward when you give, when you pray. 
and when you fast. And he says, but if you do it to be seen of men, then you lose your reward. And fasting is about eliminating distractions for a spiritual purpose. It kind of hits our soul's reset button and kind of helps us just detox from life a little bit and say, God, I just want to, with all my energy, with all the time I've got to realign myself with you. And obviously you still need to do work and all the other things, but it's taking some extra time, extra focus. One of the things I say often about fasting is that it's not a hunger strike. It's not like, God, I'm not going to eat until you answer this prayer. It's not a hunger strike. That would not move the heart of God. Fasting is giving up something in the natural realm in order to release something in the spiritual realm in your life. And that's why I believe it's something that can help us set up our year 2021 to be a year where God says, I will restore and I'm going to pour out my spirit. I want to just touch on a few quick things about what's accomplished in fasting. And honestly, there's a whole lot of more things that I haven't addressed this morning. Fasting, and I think I've already kind of touched on this in a way, helps establish the first principle. The principle of putting God first in our lives that always releases God's favor, God's blessing. Jesus said, and it's in the context of him speaking about prayer, fasting, and generosity, but seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. You see, God's not against the things as long as the things don't become God in your life. He says, seek first. And fasting just says, God, I'm going to establish, especially at the beginning of this year, that you are first in my life. The second thing is that fasting helps us draw near to God because fasting says no to a physical appetite in order to say, yes, God, I'm hungry for you. And there's always great reward in that. Matthew chapter 5 and verse 6, a part of the Beatitudes. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. Matthew Henry, a famous commentator, said that fasting serves to put an edge on devout affections. And there's just something about your love for God, your love for His Word, your love for worship, that as you fast, it just highlights it, it becomes stronger. It actually increases spiritual appetite. So it's the principle of putting God first. It helps us draw near to God. The third thing, it creates greater sensitivity for you to hear the voice of God. And I'm just saying that for a whole lot of people, you're looking for direction, whether it's in relationships, in a workplace, in family situation, for your life personally, in study. Well, fasting just eliminates distraction and says, God, I'm ready to hear from you. Again, Daniel chapter 9 Verse 3 and some verses following. So I turned to the Lord God and pleaded with him in prayer and petition, in fasting, in sackcloth and ashes. And while I was still in prayer, Gabriel came to me and he instructed me and said to me, Daniel, 
I have now come to give you insight and understanding. And I just believe that for a whole lot of people, as you fast in whatever way you do it, God is going to appear to you, reveal himself to you, and he's going to give you insight and understanding about what you need to do in your life and your circumstance to move forward. The fourth thing is fasting brings spiritual breakthrough. And I love that. The enemy can entangle us in things through just going about life and we're not being paranoid about the devil. It's just the reality. He, he weaves a web around us and suddenly we think, oh, I'm trapped in that. And fasting brings about spiritual breakthrough and there's so many things in Scripture that we can look at. But I love the story of a man when Jesus is on the Mount of Transfiguration, brings his sons to Jesus' disciples and they can't help him. And this son is tormented and being beaten up by demonic forces, spiritual forces. And when they say, why couldn't we do anything? Jesus says, and these words sound harsh, but they're incredibly insightful. Jesus said, oh, faithless and twisted or perverse generation, how long do I need to be with you? How long do I need to bear with you? And we can go, well, that's not very nice, Jesus. But what he's actually doing is giving you an insight. When he calls us faithless, he's saying, you've moved too far away from God. When he speaks about being twisted or perverse, you've actually moved far from God and you moved too close to the world. And that's always the challenge as a follower of Jesus, to be in the world but not of it. And then he says, in how do you change that? Matthew 17 verse 20, Jesus said to them, Assuredly, I say to you, if you had faith the size of a mustard seed, you'd say to that mountain, move from here to there, and it would move. He's talking about spiritual authority, spiritual power, and nothing will be impossible for you. However, I wish he hadn't put the however on. However, this kind doesn't go out except by prayer and fasting. And prayer is that conversation with God. Just as faithfulness, faithlessness is moving away from God, prayer is that which connects you to God. Fasting helps you to withdraw from the world and get a stronger connection with God. And so as I bring this to a conclusion, what I want to say to you is that I believe that fasting at the beginning of this year will help lay up a foundation of God's blessing and favor for your entire year and beyond that. Again, a passage out of the book of Ezra where Israel is moving a whole lot of people back to the land for restoration. Because God says, I will restore. And we're talking about fasting with purpose. And this promise left out at me, and I believe it's a promise for us for the year. Ezra says he was a priest leading the people, a group of people back to Jerusalem after the 70 years that they'd been lying in waste and destruction. He says, I proclaimed a fast so that we might humble ourselves before God and ask Him for a safe journey for us and our children and our possessions. And I believe as we lean into the season of prayer and fasting and ask God for a safe journey through 2021 for us, for our relationships, 
our families, but our friendships, and for the material things that we need in a part of the world, whether it's for your business, for your workplace, for whatever it is. I proclaimed a fast so that we might humble ourselves before our God and ask Him for a safe journey for us, our children, with all our possessions. See, at the very heart of this, we need God. And the Bible says that if you publicly declare with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised Him from the dead, you will experience salvation. 